0: This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. Beware the Ides of March. What is the Ides? Well, I'm glad you asked. The Romans did not track a calendar or time like we do now, and the Ides of March is just a particular day in March. It was marked by religious observances and was a deadline to settle debts in Rome. On the 15th, every month, the Ides appear. The Roman calendar divided months into groups of days, counted before certain name days. The Calens are the beginning of the month, the Ides are the middle, and the Nuns are the in-between. Have you heard the phrase before? It was probably in Shakespeare's play, The Tragedy of Julius Caesar. March 15th is when Julius Caesar was assassinated. But the play is not what made this day famous. Caesar really was assassinated on March 15th, 44 B.C., He was stabbed 23 times by a group of senators who were concerned with the amount of power that Caesar held. In total, there were 60 to 70 senators who conspired to kill him, led by Brutus and Cassius. A seer had warned Caesar of the assassination, which was famously dramatized in the play by the phrase, Beware of the Ides of March. It only seemed fitting to cover assassins or assassinations for our March Patreon episode. So, buckle up and join us on this dark and twisted ride through tales of murder for hire. Erica Chambers was born in the United Kingdom in 1948 to Marcus Chambers, an engineer who designed race cars, and Lana, who was a singer and actress from a very wealthy Czech Jewish family. Lana had lost most of her family during the Holocaust. Erica spent the early part of her life living in Notting Hill, then studied at the University of Southampton, where she studied geography. Her parents had separated when she was growing up, and Erica went to live with her mother. Erica moved to Australia, then eventually she moved to Israel.
1: Wow. That's a change.
0: She's making her way downtown. In Israel, she studied hydrology at a Hebrew university in Jerusalem.
1: Hydrology? Hydrology. What is that? Like the learning of hydraulics? No, it's the study of
0: Earth's water and its movement in relation to land. Duh. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, I'm glad someone is interested in that because I sure as hell am hello. That's what it means. Okay. So in 1973
0: she was recruited by the Mossad after learning more about the Holocaust and how many of her relatives had died in it. She spoke fluent German and didn't look Jewish quote unquote. Mm. So she was perfect for them. So the Mossad revealed details to her that she had not known before and that solidified it for her she was going to join them. So Mossad is Hebrew for institute. The Mossad is responsible for human intelligence collection, covert action, and counterterrorism. It focuses on Arab nations and organizations throughout the world. In 1975, Erica assumed a fake British identity, and began participating in their operations. She spent several years going through extensive training, then moved to Germany as a sleeper. Mm. She lived there for three years. She had to distance herself from Israel. Once she was activated, she was sent to Beirut for her one and only mission. It was 1978. She was given a visa. For Lebanon by the Lebanese embassy and took the name Penelope. Wow. She rented an apartment overlooking the Rue Verdun, which was close to where a man named Salome lived. Over the next six weeks, she watched Salome, studied his every move. She knew how he spent his afternoons with his wife, in meetings, or at the gym and sauna. Penelope started working with Palestinian Charity named the House of Steadfast of the Children of Telsada and engineered meetings with Salome. He took a liking to her and took her to several functions and eventually the two got very friendly. No one knows how friendly exactly.
1: We can speculate. can
0: speculate. After this, another agent was brought in for a few weeks once Penelope had Salome's routine down. This other agent and Penelope met on January 17th, loaded a Volkswagen with 100 pounds of explosives. The car was then parked outside Salome's apartment, where Penelope had a view of the car. This was around 2.30 p.m. An hour later, Salome left his apartment with his four bodyguards, got into his car, and drove away en route to his mother's birthday party. As they passed the Volkswagen, it was detonated. All occupants of Salome's car, including him, were killed. Four people walking by the car were also killed, including a German nun and an English student, and 18 bystanders were injured.
1: I have not heard about this. Just wait. It sounds like a movie, though. It does.
0: Operation Wrath of God was set up to seek revenge. The 1972 Olympics took place in Munich, Germany. On September 5th at 4.30 a.m., five Palestinian men dressed in tracksuits, carrying guns, scaled a six-foot fence that surrounded the Olympic village. They made their way to the building where the Israeli team was being housed. They had handguns, assault rifles, and hand grenades. They took nine hostages and killed two athletes within an hour. They gave a list of demands, and 21 hours later, after many negotiations, the German authorities flew the gunmen and hostages to an airfield nearby. A botched rescue attempt was staged, resulting in the death of all hostages the Palestinians and two police officers. Mm. And all of this was broadcast on live TV.
1: Holy crap!
0: The Mossad immediately executed a plan. To assassinate, a.k.a. seek revenge Their target, Yasser Arafat's Palestinian Liberation Organization And the Black September Gorillas that they believed were behind the murders in Munich
1: Black September Gorillas, mm-hmm. these names I know That's going to be my next trivia name Black September Gorillas Maybe not, that's that's not a good name, see. <laughs> uh, yeah, wait,
0: yeah, no, never mind never. Scr- Scratch that My bad <laughs> So, 41 days, about a month and a half later, the leader of Black September was killed in Rome by a hit squad as he was returning home one night. Agents shot him 12 times. The PLO's top man in France was killed in December after his phone was replaced by one packed with explosives. His phone rang as he sat down at the table and the bomb was detonated. Mm using an agent posing as an Italian journalist, he was lured away and the bomb was put in place. He goes home, sits down at his table. The agent then calls him, asks to speak with him, and once he identified himself, the detonation signal was sent down the telephone line. Wow, the hits grew even more daring as the months went on. Three men dressed as women claimed the lives of three high-ranking targets in Cyprus. Hussein Al-Bashar went up to his room one night to go to sleep. His mattress, rigged with explosives, detonated and killed him. One by one, they had all been killed, except two. Ali Hassan Salome and Yasser Arafat. Things went horribly wrong in Norway when a waiter was killed after a case of mistaken identity. Which led to five of the strongest assassins being arrested and charged with murder. Israel was linked to these murders, and Operation Wrath of God was canceled. But they did not forget about Salome. The Mossad just does not forget. Mm. Salome was the chief security officer and was responsible for Arafat's safety. He had the nickname Playboy Cop for his love of silk shirts and Western suits. He married Miss Universe in 1972, so, wow, I mean, he was a playboy indeed. But all this aside, he was very serious when it came to business. He was Arafat's anointed heir and directly involved with planning the massacre at the Olympics. Massad was hell-bent on continuing until he was dead. This would take an international team Q Penelope. Ooh. So she looked like any other foreigner living in West Beirut. She spent her days taking care of stray cats, <laughs> like Lacey, yeah. and drawing. Oh, like Lacy! I'm
1: going to go to Beirut. Wait, are you a spy? It's the Paris of the Middle East, I've heard. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> are you <laughs> <Just> kidding? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. I think
0: Anthony Bourdain said that. I do love him. That's hysterical. I think he said that in
1: the Beirut episode. <gasps> yeah. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. Yeah.
0: Anyways, we digress. Lacey is not a spy.
1: No, I would not tell. <sighs> or
0: are you? <laughs> <laughs> so on January
1: 22nd, 1979,
0: at 3.35 p.m., an explosion ripped through the street. A 100-pound bomb went off and nine people were killed, including Salome. Mm-hmm. In the middle of all the chaos that ensued from the bomb, Penelope slipped out of her apartment, but not before feeding her beloved strays and telling the neighbor she was going to go to a hotel and get away from all the madness. That was the last time she has been seen to this day, Mm. and her whereabouts are unknown. Wow. In her apartment, they did find a British passport with the name Erica Chambers. Some speculate that Erica is the one that detonated the bomb, that that was her only role, was to press the button at the right time. She was trained for this and got a direct hit. Maybe. The world knew who did this, and the wrath of God had finally succeeded in getting their man. Arafat ordered all those responsible be hunted down, but it was too late. These were trained assassins, and they had already slipped away. Just like their plans had been carried out to take them all out, they had planned to disappear. But did Erica Chambers ever exist? Was this just a made-up person, which is typical with mm-hmm. spas? They have several identities, usually. Several, yes. Penelope was not an innocent English woman that so many thought she was. She was a trained spy, a trained assassin who used her tricks of the trade to get close to one of the world's most feared and deadly terrorists, and then she killed him. She had one mission that she was recruited for, and once that was carried out, she was no longer needed and disappeared into the world somewhere. Wow. But she could still be active, and she could still be an assassin. I honestly don't want to know and don't want to ask any questions, but... She was
1: Czech, German, and also Jewish. Correct. Mm -hmm. And lived in... England
0: and then went to school in Israel and lived in Australia and then lived in Germany Mm. and then Beirut. Yeah, there's no telling what her name is. No telling. So Vengeance is a book written by Canadian journalist George Jonas that tells the story of an Israeli assassination squad from the viewpoint of a former Mossad agent. And then Steven Spielberg based his movie Munich on this Ah. book. Okay. I've not seen or read either of these, but I definitely will. I really had no interest in this type of thing until now and I'm <laughs> down all the rabbit holes. Yeah,
1: that's interesting.
0: So I got my information from the Daily Mail, uh Wikipedia and the Times of Israel. Wow. So that's she's a bad bitch. I mean, it sucks that she was an assassin, but that's kind of <laughs> yes, that's kind of a hot job. Well, have you seen the Americans? A long time ago. Oh man, I loved that show. Oh, the show. I thought you meant like the movie. There's a movie in there. Oh,
1: um, Carrie Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No show. show. Yeah, Yeah. I saw that. There's like five seasons, Mm -hmm. but man, the stuff they have to do, I couldn't have. No, I'm definitely not a spy. I can't just murder in cold blood. No. It's not for me. I Disposal
0: of bodies. I can't keep secrets. So this, <laughs> that's what would fuck me up. I could probably murder somebody, but then I'd probably oh tell 42
1: people before
0: I got back to the potty house.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Well, wow. That is interesting. Mine is a little different because instead of a specific case or event, I'm talking about an assassin, also known as a hitman or contract killer. I'm going to tell you a little bit about America's Deadliest Hitman, Richard Kuklinski, a.k.a. The Iceman. Kuklinski? Yeah, there's a movie from 2013 called The Iceman that has Michael Shannon in it. Have you seen it? No! It's a really good movie. I never knew about this until I watched it, but he does a very good job. So Richard was born on December 22, 1906 in Jersey City, New Jersey.
0: I thought he was going to be from Poland or something with that name.
1: Yeah, that does sound Polish. So, his father Stanley was a brakeman on the railroad in Delaware, and his mom Anna worked in a meatpacking plant. He was the second of four children. His father Stanley was known as a violent alcoholic and would regularly beat the kids, and sometimes his wife. Oh my god. Anna was a devout Catholic, but she was also abusive. She would beat Richard with broom handles. She believed that stern discipline was very important. I'm not saying this is great. It's the early 1900s. Very typical People parenting. People I mean, I'm definitely not for that, but I'm just, you know, that was probably the norm. I don't know. Oh, for sure. She wasn't alive. But this is not normal. Uh, according to Richard, at one point, Anna tried to kill her husband with a kitchen knife. Richard later called his mother a cancer who destroyed everything she touched. Holy shit. That's something to say. That's a burn. Yeah, that's dark. So, I mean, hmm. He left school after eighth grade and did a bunch of odd jobs until he started dabbling in criminal activity. He would bootleg pornographic films, which, yeah, this is his start. Odd. Odd, isn't it? This got him connected with other criminals. So, he was kind of in the circle, and that's kind of how he branched out. Well... Yeah. You
0: know, Christians say pornography is the gateway. It's the gateway. Yeah. To 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 all
1: things. Well, I guess it was to him. So he was eventually hired as a hitman. He carried out assignments from several crime families, including the Genovese, Gambino, and De Cavalcante organizations. And all the while, Richard lived with his second wife and children in the New Jersey suburb of Dumont. They knew him as a loving husband and father, but he did have a bad temper. He had two sons, Richard Jr. and David, with his first wife, Linda. While working for a trucking company, he met Barbara. Barbara's a hoe. Barbara Padrici. Padrici. She was a secretary at the same company, so he had an affair with his secretary, basically. Barbara's a hoe. Richard and Linda divorced. Yeah. And then he married Barbara, which is kind of surprising. In 1961, and they had two daughters, Merrick. Those are cute names. And Kristen, and a son, Dwayne. That <laughs> just kind of doesn't roll <laughs> off the tongue, does it?
0: <laughs> and then Dwayne. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Merrick.
0: That was my dad's middle name.
1: <laughs> it's like it doesn't it doesn't match their other whatever. Dwayne. Okay. <laughs> Barbara said that Richard would alternate between good Richie and bad Richie. Good Richie was a hardworking provider and an affectionate father and loving husband who enjoyed time with his family. Barbara remembered that when Merrick became seriously ill after she was born, Richard stayed up all night, night after night, to care for her. So it's like he seems like a good guy, but bad Richie would appear at irregular intervals, sometimes one day after another, other times not appearing for months. He was prone to unpredictable fits of rage smashing furniture and domestic violence. During this, he was physically abusive to his wife, Barbara, one time breaking her nose and giving her a black eye, and he was emotionally abusive toward his children. Mm -mm. So it's like one of those super love bombing, and then he's abusive the next day. It's mm, very toxic. Barbara stated that she had once told Richard she wanted to see other people, he responded by silently jabbing her from behind with a hunting knife so sharp she didn't even feel the blade go in. Ah, <gasps> he stabbed her just a little bit. He said she belonged to him, and if she tried to leave, he would kill her entire family. When Barbara began screaming at him in anger, he throttled her into unconsciousness, crazy Mm-mm. Merrick also remembered. A number of road rage incidents involving her father. Oh my God. Barbara was suspicious of where the money was coming from. She didn't assume that he was a hitman, but because of the money they had and their lifestyle and large amounts of cash he had on him, Mm -hmm. she thought it was probably from illegal activities. Mm -hmm. However, given his volatility, she never expressed these worries to him. And she kind of had a don't ask questions philosophy when Mm -hmm. it came to business. If Richard suddenly left the house in the middle of the night, Barbara would never ask where he was going. She did not want to know. In 1986, Richard was arrested and charged in connection with five murders. He killed George Mailabound in 1980 after meeting with him to sell videotapes. So he's still like hitman pornographic films his body was stuffed in a barrel yeah over pornographic films like come on just make a threat and be done with I it i mean people take their porn serious i I'm guess telling so you.
0: listen to the christians <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh the second guy Louis Maske, who was also someone buying videos was last seen in 1981 and his partially Decomposed body was discovered 15 months later. The medical examiner found ice crystals in the body's tissues and determined that it must have been kept frozen. So this is where the nickname the Iceman came from. And that movie, the Iceman, it's not exactly, what's the word? They they don't completely stick to
0: Right. Non- it's a dramatization. It's dramatization.
1: So they really elaborate on the Iceman thing and they don't bleed and he's freezing them. It's a good movie.
0: Every time you say Iceman, I think of um Top Gun.
1: Mm. Have
0: you never seen that? No. Oh my I god. Have I have it. I didn't want to be added. man is
1: Val Kilmer. That's his,
0: his fly. Oh,
1: okay. His
0: what's it called? His his handle. That's for CBs. His call sign. His call you sign. I think I'd know more about these things. I I don't <laughs>
1: know. I don't know. So Gary Smith who had been a member of a burglary ring run by Richard, was given cyanide and then strangled. His body was found under a bed in a motel in 1982. The body of Daniel Deppner, another member of this burglary ring, was found the following year and he had also been poisoned. The body of Paul Hoffman, who disappeared in 1982 after trying to buy prescription drugs from Richard, Was never located. So he's involved in pornographic videos, burglary rings, selling drugs, and he's a hitman. So he's just like in all the things. He's
0: got a bunch of shit going on.
1: He does. So after Gary Smith's body was discovered, a six year investigation ensued, and Richard was arrested in 1986 after agreeing to help a federal undercover agent murder a fictitious man. So, it was, you know, an officer pretending he needed a hit.
0: Oh. A hit on someone. Yeah, bait and switch.
1: And he was a dummy and believed him. In 1988, Year of the Dragon, and when Lacey was born. (laughs) I was like, how the fuck do you know that? In 1988, he was found guilty of charges related to the murders of Gary Smith and Daniel Deppner. He later pled guilty to the murders of George Maliband and Louis Masgay. He also confessed to the murder of Paul Hoffman, but charges in that case were dropped. Richard Kuklinski was sentenced to two consecutive terms of life imprisonment. In 2003, he entered a guilty plea for the 1980 murder of New York City police detective Peter Calabro. Dang. So it seems like this is where the story ends. Well, I
0: mean, he's in prison. He's in
1: prison, but it wasn't until he was in prison until people became more aware of what a monster he really was. This is because he was a big talker. He gave numerous interviews to psychiatrists, criminologists, journalists, and writers telling the story of his life and giving all the brutal details. You can listen to so many interviews about him. He just wanted to spill it all. So he claimed that he worked as a hitman for the mafia and participated in several infamous mafia killings, but the investigators didn't necessarily believe him.
0: Well, people in prison like to talk. Yeah, they were just kind of like, he's all
1: talk. After one of his interviews with renowned forensic psychiatrist Dr. Paul Dietz in 2002, Dr. Dietz stated that he believed Richard suffered from antisocial personality disorder and Paranoid Personality Disorder. So, this is where it gets really wild. Richard claimed to have murdered around 200 people. He said he would use various ways to kill people, including a crossbow, ice picks, a bomb attached to a remote-controlled toy, firearms, grenades, as well as a cyanide solution spray that he considered to be his favorite. He said he committed his first murder at 14 years old and murdered homeless people for practice. (gasps) Yeah. That's awful. And again, he could be lying. He might just want shock value or notoriety. Who knows? This wasn't confirmed. In 2006, Paul Smith, a member of the task force involved in arresting Richard, said, quote, I checked every one of the murders he said he committed and not one was true. Authorities throughout the country could not corroborate one case based on the tidbits he gave. In 2020, Dominic Polifrone said, I don't believe he killed 200 people. I don't believe he killed 100 people. I'll go as high as 15, maybe. Richard and Barbara divorced in 1993 when Richard was in prison. Barbara said the divorce was for money reasons. She continued to visit him in prison, but only once per year. On June 6, 1984, Richard filed for personal bankruptcy listing debts of $160,697 and assets of only $300. In October of 2005, after nearly 18 years in prison, Richard was diagnosed with Kawasaki disease which is an inflammation of the blood vessels. He was transferred to a secure wing at St. Francis Medical Center in Trenton, New Jersey. Although he had asked doctors to make sure they revived him if he developed cardiopulmonary arrest or risk of a heart attack, Mm -hmm. his then-former wife, Barbara had signed a do not resuscitate order. She's like, fuck it. Let him go. Oh, a week before his death, the hospital called Barbara to ask if she wished to rescind the instruction. And she said, no, I'm good. Nope. Yeah, she, she nodded that. So Richard died at 70 on March 5th, 2006. And yeah, I'll link that up in the show notes if you want to watch The Iceman. Molly, not Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon. Oh, my God. Michael Shannon. I wonder. No, they're not related. He's a really good actor. He was in that one called, like, Bug or Bugs, where they think there's bugs under their skin. And then that one... Shelter or take shelter <gasps> whether Yeah, the tornado he's, one. He's really good at being, being weird. Being a weirdo, yeah, he's very good
0: at being weird. So I don't mean that ugly, but like, no, Noah's,
1: he's good yeah, at it. That's his You're stick. creeped out, yeah, and he's really good as the Iceman. But
0: I'm gonna have to watch that. Yeah, you don't want to just notice your calendar that has your dog up there. Your dog's name for March is Penelope.
1: Oh my god. Like my
0: assassin. That
1: is weird. That is Penelope. Six degrees
0: of separation.
1: That is. And one of my my neighbor's cat that I named, her Christian name is Frankie, but I call her Kiki. Her middle name that Jason gave her is Penelope. Oh, sure.
0: <laughs> her Christian name. <laughs> Frankie Penelope. Frankie Penelope. Kiki
1: Penelope, that's what he calls her. That's hilarious. Jason named her that.
0: That is funny. There's Penelope. There's a lot of Penelopes.
1: Yeah. Anyways. If anyone knows a good hit case, let us know. We're not going to cover it again, but just we want to be aware and look look into it.
0: It It may be from a certain state and we may cover it. Yeah,
1: tell us about it regardless. uh, Are you watching anything in particular since we last recorded yesterday?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Shit, no. Did
1: I talk about Yellow Jackets on here? I can't even remember. you did
0: not. You did not. You talked about it with me. Off of
1: oh, off the off, the, off record. the record. So Samuel and I were late to the game. This show was on I've like a year it, and a half ago. I've not seen it at season all. Season two starts in two days.
0: Oh, okay, good. This is a good time for me to start Yes, again.
1: because pe- a lot of people said they forgot because it's been so long since mm-hmm. the first season. We finished the first season yesterday. I'm not going to give away spoilers. You
0: cannot wait for the second season?
1: It is so... It starts off the first episode. There's just teenagers in the woods. They're wearing these weird, creepy antler masks. It looks like they're cannibalists or whatever. Showtime. Oh, shit. You'll have to give me your
0: password then.
1: Okay. (laughs) It flashes back and forth between present and past. And you already know based on who's an adult that some of these people don't live. There's a plane crash. Mm -hmm. They're on their way to finals or whatever. In soccer, whatever they call it for sports. <laughs> they're plane crashes in the wilderness in Canada. There's nowhere to be – I mean, there's nothing. So, they, they're they out there for like a year and several months before they get rescued. What? Yes. So, they have to it, – it's freaking crazy. And it always kind of has you stressed out, but you don't know why. hmm I don't know. It's – I'd recommend it. It's good. Tell us what you're watching, people. People, friends, patrons, lovers, lovers. <laughs> Just joking. I'm like, did you get a lover? Because I know I have I none. To see what you'd say. We got well. We'll announce them formally next week, but we got two new patrons, and one's from Australia. Oh, cool! I feel like with all the Australians, we got to have an Australian case. sometime. we need, Australian a, we need, we need sometime. an Australian case. I know. My gosh, they're all like. Forming an alliance, like, what is happening in America? Just the system sucks. Yeah, they're just like, what? <laughs> what We've got to figure on? this out. Be like, hey, do you know the other Australians? <laughs> like, the country isn't huge.
0: Listen. When I was pregnant, every pregnant person I walked by Max's dad would be like, "Hey, there's your friend." I'm like it's not like a cult of there's pregnant women. That's
1: and actually would pretty funny. He would That's, laugh every your time. Like
0: total dad joke. That he would is crack funny.
1: Up. Oh my gosh!
0: Our dogs met for the first time we today, did,
1: and they're outside being
0: heathens. They're having the best time ever. They're oh, super yes. cute. They're we'll have adorable. To have to get a picture.
1: We should have. I should have videoed them when they were still they still had energy now i'm sure roadie's shockingly tired somewhere which is good i'm that's (laughs) great for me thank you he needs that seriously so
0: what is the big to do in april you know there's the ides of march which was this thing so what should our april patron be about Mm. you know last year for march we did spring break yeah and this year we did this which is super cool i think so what could april be what what's anything neat neato besides easter
1: april fool's day um that's immediate just immediate immediate
0: april fools um april
1: aries murders what the hell does that mean people murdering aries or being an aries murderer An, a murder that's in aries that's a lot to have that's, we're gonna have to really research random, their isn't
0: zodiac it? sign yeah lacy's a witch y'all um and I, a spy I we learned know. on this episode i don't
1: know i don't know what's in april how'd you just turn your mic off randomly <laughs> has it has it hasn't been off this whole time has it <laughs> no. lord you have mercy this is a hot patron mess <laughs> You, you're getting us in our truest form. <laughs> you
0: really are. I worked from home today because my kid was on spring mm-hmm. break and brought my dog all the way to Lacey's house and my kid, which are all downstairs <laughs> playing with Lacey's dog. <laughs> Immediately walk in. I make myself a drink at <laughs> Lacey's <laughs> house. I'm like, g- give me, give me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's He's being daycare. Yeah. Max dad down there. Exactly. So
0: on that note, um...
1: We'll figure out what we're going to do. Maybe we'll take a poll. We'll find some themes and I don't know.
0: I think it's going to be a good one, though.
1: Okay. So. You have a feeling.
0: I have a feeling that we're going to pull something super fun out of our ass and you will love it. So. Well, that's good. Come on back.
1: All righty. Bye. Bye.